At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome inside the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. I am Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook, joined once again by Wes Reynolds over at Mandalay Bay. And uh, Wes, we have a very interesting day, obviously here in Las Vegas. It's a huge night for UFC 264, and I know we're going to dive into that uh, throughout the evening. But it is normal, I do believe, Wes, that uh, when you do the show, you're normally in studio with the co-host, this is the second time I've been out to Las Vegas and the second time that you have not been in studio with me. So I'm starting to take it a little bit personal. <laughs> no, no offense, Dave. There's a lot of big things going on here at the south end of the Las Vegas Strip, of course, at the T-Mobile Arena, as you mentioned. Yeah. UFC 264. We've got Garth Brooks at Allegiant Stadium <laughs> on the other side of the I-15. You've got all kind of shows, all kind of acts. Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan at the MGM Grand last night. So it's busy popping down here, and I know it is downtown as well where you are. Yeah, absolutely. And 17 Major League Baseball games on slate today. We'll talk about those as well, Wes. But, you know, I talked about it a little bit when we are previewing UFC 264 that Vegas feels like with everybody back in town for all those events that you mentioned, it cannot be coincidental that with Conor McGregor here tonight, that this is all coming to a head here. Does it feel like to you for a guy that's out here 24 seven that Vegas is in fact back? 
Well, I'm going to take John Anik's word for it, and I talked with him with Danielle Alvari on My Guys in the Desert right here on VEASAN on Thursday, and he goes, look, we're back at the T-Mobile, and we've had some big pay-per-views around the country in Jacksonville and in Phoenix and whatnot, but it does feel like it's back at least from that fight perspective simply because he goes, I'm hearing from people I haven't heard from in two years, obviously, <laughs> with no spectators at a lot of these events that they had to do through the COVID-19 pandemic last year, so even without a title fight on this card. Right. It is Conor McGregor, and Conor McGregor is still a draw. And he not only draws at the gate, he draws at the betting window. So it does kind of feel like it's starting to get back to normal. We're starting to have more events. We're starting to have more comedians come here, more national musical acts come here. Everything is open. There have been new properties open, including Resorts World on the north end of the Strip. So it does feel a little bit different, I think, maybe from the rest of the country. Like, it's back, and it's back sooner than we would think. Yeah, coming from Chicago, and even just coming into town last night, it was a different vibe. And, and I, you know, again, Conor McGregor, the, the Diamond, we're going to talk about the trilogy uh, throughout the next three hours. But it just feels like, even touching down here with all the events that you mentioned, it's a different feel this weekend. And there's nothing quite like a fight weekend in Las Vegas, and certainly we're going to have that on display uh, here at T-Mobile tonight with Conor McGregor and Dustin the Diamond Poirier. But Wes... When I have you on, I get excited because we get to talk about other things as well. I really want to pick your brain throughout the next couple hours about the Wimbledon final tomorrow. I know you've got a take on what's going to happen between Italy and England uh, in the Euro 2020. Uh, that, uh, that cup final, that should be a very interesting matchup there. Uh, and also, you know, just when you look at what's going on over there versus what's going on in the United States, I mean, it feels like globally right now. Mm -hmm. uh, boy, it's just a great Wimbledon event. It's a great soccer event right now, and we've got great UFC fights here to go along with our traditional Major League Baseball. A really good time when people think it's a downtime in the sports right. world. I don't see it that way. Yeah, I was just going to say that, Dave. Usually around this time, first couple weeks of July, we're about to approach the All-Star break in baseball, and it's like, okay, we're looking for stuff to talk about. Well, we're not necessarily doing that. We still have that NBA Finals that goes back to Milwaukee tomorrow for Game 3. We usually are done with that. So we have NBA pretty much all month of July. Full baseball is normal, but obviously what you mentioned with Wimbledon, what you have with Euro 2020, the final tomorrow copa america final tonight also the Concacaf gold cup mm. for north america and central america is going to get kicked off in pool play in terms of group play tonight and then we have the big ufc fight and then we got that little thing called the olympics with no spectators in tokyo unfortunately but at the end of the month we're going to get cracking on that and before once that's all done and we can breathe then it's football season and then we're really cooking with gas at that point, Wes. And also, yes. little Scottish Open going on. We got the British Open coming next week. I got to get your thoughts on that because I know you're a big golf guy as well, and you know I am as well. And certainly the John Deere Classics going on today. And even just thinking about it off the top, I know you were probably looking at Steve Stricker and Zach Johnson because those two guys, I don't care how old they are, they seem to go to that tournament and, and play pretty well, and they're doing it again this week. Yeah, I do have a ticket on Steve Stricker, so hopefully he can post a number here. Very low-scoring event at the JDC. Yeah, I figured as much just knowing that you're an astute gentleman uh, when it comes to that and a smart money uh, to have on Steve Stricker. Of course, you are Inside the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. I am Dave Ross here at Circa. He is Wes Reynolds over there at Mandalay Bay. And, Wes, let's get into it a little bit with UFC 264. You don't have to give me your official prediction because we got a long show. But I do mm -hmm. look at the card, and obviously you have to start at the top. And I always like to talk about, Wes, and we did it last time I was in town too, pathways to victory, right? 
And I think they're very different for the diamond, Dustin Poirier, who comes in as a pretty solid. He's been the favorite. Early on, it looked like Connor it flipped over to the diamond, and it stayed that way. We were waiting for that influx of money to come on the Irishman. Really haven't seen it so far here. Uh, when you look at those pathways to victory, to me, it's Connor by KO, TKO. It's the diamond many different ways, right? He could right. elongate this fight. It could go the distance five with a Poirier victory. He could look to wrestle, maybe get a submission. And, of course, he knocked him out back in Abu Dhabi. For that reason, it feels like it's the smart play to insert Poirier as the favorite. Is that why you see the odds with the way they are? Yeah, I think so. And look, the fact that this was, what, six months ago when right. he had the second fight between these guys, and there was at points where Connor was around a $3 favorite over there on Fight Island. So it's like, okay, now you see this big adjustment, and a lot of the sharp betters, according to some bookmakers I talked to, don't think that there's been enough of adjustment. That's wow. why you've seen Poirier get the money. Now, I would have thought today, and maybe it's still Mike, Dave, that you're going to see a lot of the international money come in, depending on how much of an Irish contingent comes over here, and then maybe some general public that are seeing Conor McGregor as a dog. But I think that there's a good reason, not that he doesn't have a path to victory to this fight, but look. Conor McGregor basically has one win in the octagon since November 2016. That was against Donald Cerrone back in January of 2020. So this is a guy that, you know, you're kind of banking on. Can he turn back the clock a little bit? I think he's going to be in better physical condition. Yeah. And I'm going to take him at his word that he has trained harder for this fight and he's at least more prepared. Now, does he have enough left? And I was talking about that with John Anik. And John Anik seems to think, look, Conor McGregor, it's kind of like, what else is he going to do? Because you're thinking, okay, he's got all the money in the world from that Floyd fight, mm -hmm. and then what he's made in the UFC. So he doesn't really need to do this, but John Anik was kind of saying, what else is he going to do? He, now he's kind of getting into these legacy fights right now, and he's still the number five contender at 155 pounds. So I don't want to say that it's impossible for him maybe to not get another championship match because I think certainly if he beats Poirier, he's well on his way or at least right in the mix, as Dana White likes to say about these uh, title contenderships. But, you know, I kind of think Connor is around to do legacy fights, and John Anik brought that term up where, okay, this is a trilogy with Poirier. You could maybe get another fight with Nate Diaz. Yes. I, I mean, he's kind of in this, like, super fight mode, Dave, where you don't know if he can get to that promised land again where he can get a title shot. Obviously, if there's a way to do it, he's still a big draw at the gate and on pay-per-view, then they're going to find a way to do it. But Dustin Poirier, look, he, he could have gotten the title shot at mm -hmm. 155. And he wanted to fight Conor McGregor again. Number one, he wanted to make some money. <laughs> and number two, you know, I think he thinks that, hey, I've got the, the recipe to beat this guy. And he showed it at, at Fight Island. So Poirier, I do think, has, has more paths to victory. I'm going to be interested to see what the approach is. If Conor elects to really just come out fast right. or if he comes out and says, okay, this is kind of a crossroads fight for me. Do I want to go ahead and, you know, kind of, you know, get my timing down, pick my spots, try to get into a little bit of rhythm? So do we see a slow start? The consensus is we're going to see a finish by somebody, one of the two combatants in this fight. But maybe you do get a little bit of a slow start here where these guys are feeling each other out, where Connor doesn't kind of come out hellfire and brimstone like he has in the past, a little bit more deliberate, 
little bit more conservative and just try to get this timing down because we know that's Connor's recipe. It's precision and timing, like he always says. Wait for the guy to make a mistake and then and then immediately with the counter. And I think that's kind of Connor's natural way of fighting. I look at it the same way, and Wes, if you really want to get some bang for the buck, if you are a McGregor backer, which I am in this fight, because I always do believe that, you know, not just a great fighter, but a legacy fighter, as you mentioned, and that's what Conor McGregor is. He's an all-timer. He's, you can make the equivalent of a Muhammad Ali in the UFC for the importance that, that, that he's brought to the sport globally, uh, not just obviously coming out of Ireland. So that was kind of Ali. He could go worldwide, and wherever he went, he drew a crowd. And whether or not the record actually you know, backed up how great of a fighter they were, they were almost mythical fighters, and I think that's Conor McGregor's status in the UFC. I do look at it and go, if you're, you're backing McGregor in this fight, instead of taking him at the plus 110 that you can get, why not take that plus 135? Because I think you and I both agree – I don't see this fight going the distance where Connor wins a decision. So if you mm-hmm. want to juice it a little bit more, figuring he has to win by either K- KO or TKO, that's the way I would go. Do you see it that same way? That if you want to back Connor, take the plus 135 number, thinking that that's the only way. He's not going to, although you see the submission is on there. I, I can't see that scenario playing out where he submits the diamond. But really, it feels like it's got to be KO or TKO in order for him to get his arm raised tonight. I would think so as well, Dave. I think you're right on track there because look how much of the cardio is going gonna, is right. gonna to come into play. Obviously, Conor McGregor hasn't been necessarily active. Now, he had that little boxing match that drew a bunch of money and a <laughs> bunch of eyeballs and a bunch of tickets at the betting window, but he hasn't been as active. So you wonder what that cardio is going to be now. Like I was saying, I don't think he's going to come out just super aggressive and try to maybe overextend himself right away in that first round, but I wonder about the cardio with these guys because these guys get so amped up and then you just get like that energy dump. And as you get later in the fight and and it kind of becomes a battle of attrition. So I don't think that this is going to go five rounds. I know some sharp bettors have kind of made a case a little bit for the over. I'm trying to see. Uh, I don't know if you have that in front of you, Dave, yeah. right where it is right now in terms of the the rounds. Uh, one and a half. Have been you can, make- if you want the under and one and a half, you get plus 160 here behind me in the big board at Circa. Okay. And you got to remember, too, Wes, here, the first two fights didn't go around and a half, right? Connor got the first round knockout mm-hmm. back in 2014 when they were featherweights at 145 pounds. And then the Diamond finished them in the second round in Abu Dhabi six months ago. So it feels like a, a pretty good price if you really do believe it's going to be another quick night, depending on who you think is going to win here. But it does feel like, because of what you mentioned, Wes, off the top, that I don't know that Connor's going to go charging in for this one, maybe mm-hmm. try to save that gas tank. So maybe that's why it's juiced up to the over so much that you feel like that's going to be the play. you got to lay it, obviously, to, to get that money here. But it feels like the safer way to go is that it goes past seven and a half minutes into yeah. the second round. Yeah, and, and that's definitely what I see. Now, I don't see this going the full five rounds. Right. I think some one of these two guys is getting finished at some point. But this is a big fight. This is a crossroads fight for these guys. If Dustin Poirier gets the win here, you got to think he's the next guy at 155 yes. pounds. I mean, he's now beaten the biggest star you have in the company twice. So it's like, okay, let's try to make more of a star out of this guy. Because, look, when Conor McGregor fights, you get a lot more casual eyeballs. And if you got a guy that beats a guy like Conor McGregor, then all of a sudden some maybe some casual fans or casual viewers of the sport are going to say, well, maybe this Poirier guy is a big deal. Maybe I want to watch him the next time he fights. And the next time he fights should be a championship match. Now, with McGregor, 
what will happen if he wins. You'll get the press conference, uh, the post-fight presser here tonight at the T-Mobile, where Dana White will be like, oh, he's in the mix and might be playing <laughs> a little bit coy like he likes to do. But, you know, if they can, if Conor McGregor wins here and they can make a title fight with Conor McGregor, he's going to jump because obviously that's going to do a massive buy rate and have massive interest. But Poirier, you know, one more fight away from getting that title shot at 155 has been kind of a circuitous path for him. So, you know, how aggressive does he want to be? Does he want to kind of get the timing down and be like, okay, I don't want to make a mistake right away. It's kind of like when you get into like a playoff game or something like an NHL playoff and you got one of those low scoring games like we had in game five with the Lightning and the Canadians on Friday night. It's like you don't want to make that mistake. You don't want to turn the puck over at the wrong spot at the wrong time. So that's why I do I do agree with the fact that this number has moved up to minus one ninety. I've even seen t- people taking over the three and a half at the big price. Wow. Now, now that's a little bit more of an ask. I I, I think to go from that standpoint, I, I I definitely think that this probably reaches the third round, but. I don't know how far into the third round because I do think the first five minutes is going to be more of a feeling out process. You know, and again, you have to go way back when we look at some of the history of Conor McGregor in fights that went longer, right? Habib, now he did lose, but that was in the fourth round. So again, if Mm -hmm. you're looking at that price that Wes just mentioned there, the over three and a half is plus 200 right now. There's some value there. And he did, even though he got dominated by Nurmagomedov, we all saw it. Remember the Nate Diaz, the second fight, right? That went the distance, and Connor yeah, majority won. majority decision. Right, and I didn't think he won the fight, but that's neither here nor there. That ticket cashed that night uh, if you had Connor. And again, by the way, it's a decision. If you think he's going to win a decision, it's plus 750. So even though you and I clearly are not on that side, I guess you could make the case that if he did it against Nate, where he got badly hurt early in that fight, and still somehow showed stamina in a gas tank that we didn't think was there, could you see any of that scenario, or is it really just wishful thinking because you like the number at plus 750 if you think Connor can actually win a decision? I think that that's probably wishful thinking, but let's not underestimate Connor McGregor's fight IQ. And you brought up that Nate Diaz fight. He showed a lot of fight IQ in that majority decision. So the intelligence in terms of the game plan is absolutely there. Now, as this gets in the deeper waters, Dustin Poirier has proven that he has the power to finish Conor McGregor. Nate Diaz did not have the power on the feet to finish Conor McGregor, despite what we saw against uh, Leon Edwards earlier this year, where (laughs) Nate has always been more of a volume puncher, and he landed a lot of volume on Leon Edwards. It was never one big shot that could finish him, but he got him in trouble. But Dustin Poirier is different. Dustin Poirier is, is a is a, is a one hit is a one hitter here. He can he can knock you out with one punch and so you wonder if you get into the deeper waters if that's when McGregor is going to hit the wall but nevertheless don't underestimate that fight IQ. So that's why I don't expect like a first round finish here. Yeah, good point. And again getting back to those those Nate Diaz fights, those two fights, they were fought at at 170 then they came back down I do believe for the second fight. Uh, and Nate Diaz is there, right? And you mentioned if Connor loses this fight, what happens to him? I think that trilogy fight gets made with Nate, as you yeah. mentioned, Nate coming off that loss to Leon Edwards, but it's almost like Gladiator. You know, he lost a fight, but he won the crowd still. So mm-hmm. if he, you know, it still feels like Connor still a draw, Nate Diaz still a draw. There's so still if- an interest in both guys, absolutely. Right. Uh, you know, uh, whether it's like a co-main of a title fight or even if it can main event a big fight, whether it might be a, a network TV type thing like on ESPN or ABC, I would think they'd want to do that on pay-per-view. Yeah. But there is still interest. Both of those guys, uh, kind of to use a pro wrestling term, they're over. 
yeah. they're over with the people. And I think people want to see these two guys talk the trash and do the usual build up to the fight, build up the animosity, because I don't think that there's like a real tangible animosity here with McGregor and Poirier. I no. think they're both kind of playing the roles here. But I don't think that there. It was kind of like Ronda Rousey and Holly Holm. Right. I didn't think that there was real vehement dislike between those two. Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz can find some dislike for each other. They've done it before, and they can do it again. Yeah, Conor gave to uh, you know Poirier's uh, charity, and they had a little bit of beef mm-hmm. about whether or not the check came through or not. But clearly, when you're donating to the guy's charity, there can't be that much animus yeah. uh, between those two. So that will be interesting. Yes, you're right. Uh, Connor was very quiet on social media leading up to the fight. We really didn't see him training in Ireland. He did not bring his family over for this fight. So if you want to read between the tea leaves there, it feels like almost like a Rocky Four scenario where he kind of went to Siberia and did his own thing and nobody could see what he's doing. And then he came back over here and did what Connor normally does at press conferences, trying to get inside uh, the diamond said, I don't think that works anymore. This is a different Dustin Poirier than we saw in 2014. But yet, I do believe, Wes, that with that crowd tonight, and even if the Irish can't fully come over because of COVID, I still feel like he's going to feed off that energy a little bit yes. tonight at T-Mobile, right? So I don't know how much you can quantify that advantage for Connor, but I do think it's a tangible thing, right? That's a key point, too, because that Fight Island fight, yes. you know, it was a lot, It was a different environment. And Conor McGregor, I think, is a guy that feeds off being the star, where he is center stage, where, you know, you have the, uh, the Irish singer, whether it's Sinead O'Connor <laughs> or whoever it is, singing him into the ring. He feeds off that. And, 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 you know, all the hoopla and all the hype around it. And it just kind of felt like it was another fight to him. And I think he kind of treated it that way yeah. against Dustin Poirier. And, and I don't think that he did train as hard. And I don't think that he did. You know, he kind of just came in there and it's like, eh, I signed up to fight. I'm going to show up and fight. I think this time he is actually going to come in with the game plan. And, and there is at least much more of a focus. So you're getting a more prepared and focused Conor McGregor. Now, whether that Conor McGregor is going to be good enough begs the question. Uh, I'm kind of leaning that way. I have not bet the fight yet, but I think to your point, if you're going to do that, plus 135 on the uh, KO, TKO, DQ of submission, basically McGregor not by decision, I think would be the absolutely way to way to go here at BetMGM. Yeah, because I was trying to think in my head what could really, if you're a McGregor backer and you say, well, how could he win via decision? The only way that could really happen is if he comes out strong, gets like a 10-8 round and gets way up on the cards and then Dustin kind of uh, stems the tide, hangs in the fight. But really, that scenario is the longest shot on the board there for that type of fight to play out. I don't see it playing out that way. I do think Connor will be... Uh, he was aggressive in Abu Dhabi. He won that first round in Abu Dhabi, but the leg kicks from Poirier did the damage early, and that led to that knockout in the second round. So I'm with you. I think you're going to see Connor on his bicycle a little bit more, uh, like we saw early on, the old Connor, if you will. Uh, and I think that style of fight might elongate the fight. That's why I think you and I both tend to lean uh, past a round and a half. And again, the value there gets even better if you want to go past past two rounds and maybe even three. But I don't think it's going to go the five-round limit here. And again, as you mentioned, Wes, uh, no title fights on the card here. But yet when you have Conor McGregor and Dustin the Diamond Poirier, you have a main event. And I I think with that electricity, it's going to be a star-studded crowd uh, tonight at T-Mobile. And Wes, I really do think that's going to play to the advantage of Notorious One. So, again, if you're a Conor backer, like I am leaning, and I feel like Wes is leaning a little bit, maybe you can really stretch out that dollar by taking him by KO, TKO, or submission for this fight, not 
to go the distance. We have got so much to get to uh, for the next couple hours here on the Green Zone. And later on, we're going to have Amal Shah. He is the host of The Nuts joining us to talk a lot about what's going on over there across the pond, Wimbledon and the Euro 2020 file. We've got a lot to get to right here on the Green Zone on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week, it's time to get a bit into BetMGM Sports Nevada Premier Sports Betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bet from anywhere in Nevada. Whether your sport, whether your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Back here inside the Green Zone, I am Dave Ross. At Circa and Wes Reynolds is over at Mandalay Bay. And Wes, we have a couple of baseball games already in progress so far today, we've got the Rays up on the Jays uh, right now, 4-2. to two. 
and those Tiggers over the Win Twins 2-0. Uh, any surprises there early for you? I, I'm surprised every time I look up, and I always wait for the Twins to do something. They've done nothing mm-hmm. all year. They're so dead in the water, and yet for some reason, I keep thinking they're, they're going to be a smart play, and they're just not. What am I missing with this team? Why are they so putrid? I think we're all kind of missing what's wrong with this team because I think a lot of us, when we were handicapping the season before it started, we were thinking, okay, the White Sox are the rifle favorites, but we're getting Tony LaRusso who'd right. been out of baseball for a few years. And then the White Sox got some injuries to a couple hitters early on. Now the pitching is more made up for that. Carlos Rodon having a career year. Lance Lynn having a career year. Uh, the staff has been very good. The bullpen has been solid. But the Twins, we thought, were kind of going to be that chaser because it looked like the Indians were the team that were kind of going down. Tigers and Royals, you thought, might be improved, may get over their win total, but you didn't expect them to be contenders. They're still rebuilding. Uh, but right now, Tigers up two to nothing uh, uh, with uh, top of the fourth with uh, two outs. And I got to say, the Tigers, you, look, they're not very good, but this is a scrappy team. 40 and 49, they do give you an effort every single time. Yeah. So sometimes they could be a very live underdog, even though they're nine games under 500, currently up two nothing on the Twins. And then Tampa Bay, as you mentioned, bottom of the six, now four to two over the Toronto Blue Jays. Brandon Lowe responsible for all the runs batted in today with two home runs, including a three-run shot. So uh, uh, what you're seeing right now, I believe uh, you can do the run spread at BetMGM. Tampa Bay minus two, minus $1.10, plus two, minus $1.10, take back the same. Eight and a half, the current in-running total for this game. So uh, some live betting available for these two early games at BetMGM. I do want to get into this uh, AL East a little bit with the Rays specifically because obviously we saw the start that they had, and it was the Rays and the Red Sox, and the Red Sox have kind of separated uh, from the rest of the pack. We're all waiting for the Yankees to make a second-half run. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Uh, and the Blue Jays, obviously, uh, this is a good uh, interdivision matchup today. But do you buy the Rays that they can hang in this thing and not just be a wild card team? Can they run down the Sox in the second half? So maybe if you're thinking about getting some numbers here on Tampa, obviously they're in the World Series a year ago. Do you think they can hang with the Sox and ultimately maybe chase them down in the second half? I I do think they can, Dave, because I'm wondering when the Red Sox pitching, which I think has been very good, despite the fact that you've had no Chris Sale and you know maybe getting him back uh, here a little later in the season, but... Garrett Richards and and Erod, Eduardo Rodriguez and Martin Perez and and Nady Evaldi, these guys have been really good. And these guys have been good enough because you know when you have the Red Sox, you still have a very potent lineup. That's why I thought that that win total, like 80, 80 and a half preseason, was still a little low. Yeah, I didn't expect them to be where they are in the AL East at 55 and 34, but you knew that that lineup could hit. And it was kind of going to be, is that pitching going to be good enough? And I had my doubts about it, but it has been so far. Now you wonder if regression is coming here later in the summer. And that's why I think the Rays can absolutely run them down. And who knows? I I don't think the Jays have enough. They're going to be competitive, but I think the Jays are maybe just slightly better than a 500 team. Yankees are obviously going to be the big question here. And I want to see if Brian Cashman is going to make a move. He hasn't been able to do as much because when it's when it's daddy spending the money, <laughs> then it's okay to get all these free agents and, and, you know, just go buy somebody or get a rental. But 
now that the Tank Steinbrenner basically running it and it's the Suns, they're a little bit more tighter than a, with their wallets. Yeah, absolutely. Just It's stunning when you look at those odds there and you see the Yankees at 11-1 at this juncture of the season. You go, what in the world has happened in the boogie down known as the Bronx? And by the way, if you were live betting that Detroit game, they just got another one for you. 3 nothing now, Tigers in the top of the fourth. We're going to do a lot more baseball talk here because obviously with 17 games, uh, two already underway. We'll, we'll dive into the baseball card a little bit and see what's uh, piquing Wes's interest. So don't go anywhere right here uh, on the Green Zone on VEASAN, the sports betting now. Subscriber exclusive this Tuesday. Long shots host Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds will be answering your golf betting questions live just in time for the British Open. They're going to be live Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern till 11.30 a.m. Pacific for a subscriber-only Q&A. Subscribers will have access to watch live and ask questions, or you can email your questions ahead of time to questions at vison.com. Watch for the link in your subscriber email and join Brady and Wes for all the golf betting insights this Tuesday, and for that, Wes Reynolds over at Mandalay Bay. I am Dave Ross here at Circa. Wes, I can't wait to pick your brain a little bit about that British Open, but we still have the Scottish Open going on. The third round is complete uh, over there, and right now we still have uh, stateside. We've got the John Deere Classic going on. Pretty close leaderboards on both of these right now. I believe you've got some some lines look ahead for tomorrow for the Scottish Open. What do you like when you look ahead to the Scottish? pairing tomorrow is going to be Thomas Detry still seeking that European Tour win. It would be ironic if he got it against a really good field because I bet this guy against some really weak fields because he is a really good player, mm. but he has yet to win on the European Tour. A guy out of Belgium actually played his golf at University of Illinois and a really good player. He's currently 4-1 to one to go ahead and get this thing home. He'll be in the final pairing tomorrow with Matt Fitzpatrick, and Matt Fitzpatrick currently at a plus 250. These guys are both 14 under. John Rahm was the overnight co-leader with Detry. He'll be in the second to last group. He is 13 under. Uh, very well around the green. I watched some of the round this morning, but he did leave a couple putts out there, left a couple shorties. He was the tournament favorite to start this week. He was about seven or eight to one and I did not bet him because he had not played since the US Open. Mm. So it's like first start after a major and you it's the week before a major. That's a little short for me to bet him, even though he was the rightful favorite. And he is your in running favorite at Bet MGM, by the way, at seven to four. So that is plus one seventy five. And he'll be paired with Lucas Herbert, who actually just won the Irish Open last week. And he's at eleven to one. So Lucas Herbert right there in the uh, penultimate pairing with John Rahm, 12 under. Scotty Scheffler, who had never really played a lot of Lynx golf, this was his, actually his first time playing an official European Tour event, and Scotty Scheffler tied there with Wade Ormsby and Minwoo Lee at 11 under par. Lee Westwood had it going and then ended up falling to 10 under. So let me run down these kind of top choices for sure. tomorrow. John Rahm plus 175. 
Fitzpatrick five to two, Thomas Detry four to one, Lucas Herbert eleven to one, Scotty Scheffler sixteen to one, Xander Schauffele twenty five to one, and then a couple big names at fifty to one like Justin Thomas and Lee Westwood. One interesting wrinkle of this too tomorrow is that the top three players that are not otherwise already in the Open Championship at Royal St. George next week do get a spot. So this is going to matter a lot for Thomas Detry, who's not yet in the tournament, nor is Wade Ormsby or Minwoo Lee, David Law, the Scotsman. A lot of these big names already have their spots for the Open Championship next week, but this is going to be big for a lot of those guys trying to get in, not only win a tournament, but also clinch one of those top three spots for the Open next week. Wes, it's normally a kiss of death, right? You don't want to win the Scottish before the British because only right. one guy in the history has done the double-double, and that's Phil Mickelson, right? But if John mm-hmm. Rahm does win this, it feels like he's winning everything unless COVID yeah. takes him out. Would you be, if John Rahm goes on to win tomorrow, and as you mentioned, he's the betting favorite right now at BetMGM, would that make you more apprehensive about picking him to do the double-double at Royal St. George's? It certainly would, even though he would be the rightful favorite. And I think uh, regardless of what happens tomorrow, he's going to go off as the shortest price come Thursday for the Open Championship in the middle of the night. So, I think regardless of of how he performs tomorrow, he is the number one player in the world. I would not expect that. And look, he is still very young in his career. Keep in mind, he's only 26 years old. So he is not, he has Link's experience, but a lot of these guys that have been winning the Open Championship, Dave, at least the trend in recent years, have been guys in their 30s. You haven't really seen a lot of these young guys. Shane Lowry, kind of a, you know, a guy that's been a very good player out there. He won in his 30s a couple years ago. It seems like it's five years ago since we've had the last <laughs> Open Championship because right. we did not... We did not have one last year, but if you look at these guys, they were kind of veterans taking Jordan Spieth out in 2017. The Shane Lowry's, the Francesco Molinari's, the Henrik Stenson's, the Zach Johnson's, Rory McIlroy, obviously a notable exception, Phil Mickelson, Darren Clark, Louis Oosthuizen. These guys were all veteran guys that have won over the last decade, though in Ernie Els as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, usually I think this is the major where it matters most, where you got to have a little bit more experience and a little more tread on the tires. You mentioned Scheffler and the X-Man, Xander Shoffley up there, and I like when the Americans go over and play the Scottish, whether yes. they're in contention or not. But that's got to make you feel better about their prices come Thursday, right? Especially a guy like X-Man. Like, we're all waiting for him to be that guy. Could it be on a Lynx-style golf course next week that the X-Man gets his first major title? This is where he has had the least proven success in a major, but I think a lot of that is just based on a lack of experience because this is a guy, as you mentioned, has gotten a lot of top fives, a lot of top tens in majors. He just recently got married, I believe, as soon as a couple weeks ago. So is that kind of going to be one of those angles where it's like the nappy factor where you have a guy (laughs) that gets married or you have a guy that gets engaged or they have a baby? We saw John Rahm and his wife, Kelly, had a baby just a couple months ago, and it worked for them as little Kepa Rahm was seeing his dad on the 18th green uh, win the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. So there may be a little bit something to to that. Xander Schauffele's got the game to win a major and multiple majors, no question about it. It's just kind of putting it all together, and that's really what you have to do, like what John Rahm did, just kind of hunt around at the U.S. Open, and then when it was time to strike, he struck when he had to and made birdie at the last and also at the 17th before, and that's what won him the trophy. Yeah, I, I had a ticket on Louis Oosthuizen. I'm not bitter about it, Wes, because when you go birdie, birdie, the way John Rahm did to win the U.S. Open, you got to kind of tip your cap to the guy. 
guy. I, I just wonder how long John Rahm can keep being the favorite. It is, as you mentioned, for good reason. He should be the favorite, but at some point, it's just like, wow, this is like Brooks Kepka now, where we're going every major. We're seeing Rahm right there at the top of the leaderboard. Well, speaking of Brooks Kepka, that will actually probably be a guy that's going to be on my card next week, and it's not a big price. It's mid teens, 16 to 1. 18 to 1, probably in that range, maybe as low as 14. This is a guy that I'm probably going to have to have on my card. I hit him at the U.S. Open years ago at Shinnecock, but I've never been like a big Brooks Kepka stand like a lot of golf Twitter seems to be. I but yes. there, is some, there is something to that in a major. And he has shown up. He's played now two very good ones in a row at the PGA and also at the U.S. Open, was right in the mix on the weekend. And don't forget, Brooks Kepka got his pro career started on the European Tour. Right. So he is very familiar with Lynx golf courses and playing over there in Europe and the weather conditions. So Brooks Kepka mid-teens or above is somebody I think you probably got to have on your card. Very quickly, is there is it even worth me putting any money down on Phil Mickelson? Or is it like that's over? PGA, that's are, over. That's not going to happen. I, I think it's over, but there are worse choices. And this is the major. We saw it with Tom Watson at Turnberry many years ago getting that playoff with Stuart Singh. Older players can win here. All right, we're going to have Amal Shaw come back with us talking more what's going on at Wimbledon and the Euro Cup final. Don't go anywhere. You're on the Green Zone on VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
get in the ring with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $100 when you place a $1 wager on the notorious one. Get his revenge in the main event on July 10th. That, of course, is tonight. Simply use the bonus code VSIN100 when you place your bet to take advantage of this knockout offer. Enjoy fight night more than ever with BetMGM. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of, old, of age or older to wager in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. It excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, in Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800 889 9789 in Indiana. Call 1 800 9 with it. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook. Wes Reynolds is over at Mandalay Bay. It is a real pleasure to have Amal Shaw. He's the host of the Nuts here on VSIN because, Amal, we had to have you on. Uh, we got to talk about the Wimbledon final and everything going on in England tomorrow. Obviously, with the Euro 2020 final, it's going to be a dynamic between Italy and England. But really, when I look at Berrettini, and I look at Djokovic here, I thought the Joker was vulnerable in that semifinal matchup. He did win in straight sets. And I see him here at the over minus 500 favorite here. Whoa, is there any reason for me to believe in the Italian at plus 400? Or am I just getting my hopes up for no real reason here? You know, I think it's one of those scenarios where you're not going to bet Novak at five or five and a half dollars where he's at. But the reality of it is, People say, well, there's value. No, the value is winning at the end of the day. Berrettini, I don't believe, is going to beat him. I mean, Novak is going for career number 20, Grand Slam. But more importantly, he's got a chance for the single-season Grand Slam. If he wins Wimbledon, and he'll be a prohibitive favorite at the U.S. Open. So he's got a chance to do something Roger and Rafa have not done. I, I just don't see as well as Berrettini's played. If you really look at it, he hasn't faced off against too many guys. You'd sit there and say, wow, I'm really impressed who he's gone through. So... I think Novak will have a chance. Remember, he's a five-time Wimbledon champion. He's been there, done that Berrettini's first major final. There'll be some uh, anxiety for him. Uh, I think Novak is right at home here. And also remember, he's won the last two Wimbledon titles, 2018 straight sets over Kevin Anderson, and then saved two match points on Roger's serve in 2019. Mm. So he's won 20 straight matches at Wimbledon. I think that gets forgotten. Amal, uh, these two have only met twice. Actually, one of them was this year at Roland Garros for the French Open in the quarters, and Novak Djokovic did win in four sets. So if you're not going to play the money line, would you look maybe at the game's handicap? And what I'm seeing right now on Berrettini, I believe I'm seeing kind of market-wide, five and a half minus $1.20, $1.25-ish. Uh, any value there, like do you think at least Berrettini, even in defeat, can be like a competitive four or five set match. Oh, absolutely. I think I have a feeling one of the sets will go to a tiebreaker. And then it comes down to, you said that West, the line is five and a half. Yes. Yeah. But you know, to me, it comes down to a lot of it is sometimes luck in the draw who serves first. If I'm Novak and if you win the toss, I would defer because I think Berrettini will be a little bit nervous first grand slam final. So you potentially can get a break of serve early on. Um, but I would expect most of these sets to be a 6-4, 6-3, or a 7-5, or, or 7-6 and a breaker. So I think there's a great opportunity, especially if you think Berrettini can get a set. Uh, and that's what it really comes down to. I think this is a three- or uh, four-set match. 
but I think it's going to be tough. Even though Berrettini is a tremendous first serve guy, I think against uh, Hercat, he was 56 of 65 on first serves. Uh, he's going to have to have those types of numbers. But here's the other thing to uh, Dave's question. Look, Novak's the greatest returner in the history of the sport. Mm. I mean, he was that guy until Novak came along. And it's not even close who the best of all time is. And this is a guy that can handle Isner, Kevin Anderson. I'm, I'm not really that concerned about him against Berrettini because while Berrettini can play with him, any extended rally, you're going to favor Novak every day of the week. And in terms of conditioning, the longer the match goes, it gives uh, Novak a prohibitive edge. Yeah, no question. I kept watching the semifinal, and I'm all I'm going. The ball just keeps coming back, no matter what you do, how fast you serve it. It doesn't matter. That's how great uh, Djokovic is. We're talking about maybe, arguably, the all-time great. If you want to find a way to try to take a wager on Berrettini, would you consider? Because if you mentioned he might get a set, could it be the first set? And right now, he would be plus two seventy to win that first set. Uh, do you think there's any value there? If you're going to consider that maybe he gets one, maybe it is the first one. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, th- I think at some point it's kind of a crapshoot, but based on just the pricing, you take a shot with it. Uh, I think realistically, if he's going to win a set, it'll probably have to be in a breaker. You know, I know he was dominant, particularly in that second set against Hercotch, but, you know, nobody's ever compared Herbie, uh, you know, Hercotch to uh, <laughs> Novak Djokovic. So uh, from that standpoint, I, I think it's obviously going to favor um, him to have a shot. Uh, he's got to win the tiebreaker. And Novak, one of the things that he does so well is when you get into a breaker, he plays the biggest points very conservatively. He's going to make you make a mistake. And, Dave, you pointed out, the guy's like a machine. Yeah. Everything just comes back. And eventually, at some point in time, either you're going to have an opportunity to hit a winner uh, or you're going to airmail one or hit one into the net, and Novak's going to take his chances because he just knows he's better at rallying than you are. And Novak uh, did drop the first set of his Wimbledon campaign in the first round against the wildcard uh, Englishman Jack Draper, but he has won every, uh, every set ever <laughs> since. So Novak uh, trying to tie Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal tomorrow morning breakfast at Wimbledon with 20 all-time Grand Slams. I'll spoiled if we've been as tennis fans, but we've also been spoiled, at least for the summer, as soccer fans. And we have Copa America final going to be tonight. We're starting the CONCACAF Gold Cup, but the big main event is tomorrow, and that's Euro 2020 Italy against England in Wembley Stadium over in London and the tagline for England has been it's coming home one of the things has been coming home for England is their defense has been absolutely uh, fantastic they did give up that one trailed for the first time in this Euro 2020 against Denmark but we're able to get through and uh, Harry Kane of course in the added extra time gives them the game winner and now it's the Englishmen against the Italians tomorrow. Amal, two, the two best teams, I think, really here in the tournament are meeting off in the final. So is that what you expect here, like a low-scoring game where you could very well see a nil-nil draw after the 90 minutes? Wes, I think that's a pretty good bet. I, I would take a look at betting a draw in this match. I think Italy is not quite as good defensively as they've been in the past. They've been terrific at uh, goaltending. I don't want to butcher his name, but you know, the young guy who's going to go over to PSG now from Roma. Uh, we'll see if he can perform at the level he has throughout this tournament, particularly in the PKs. I would argue that Jordan Pickford, the goal he gave up, uh, I thought it was one he probably should have stopped. Might have been a little bit screened, but it was a little bit more to the center of the net. This English defense has been tremendous. Think about this. They're doing this without one of the best right backs in the world, without TAA in the lineup for this team. Uh, this side has been terrific. Sterling, you mentioned Harry Kane misses the PK, then he uh, follows up. But him and Sterling and then Grealish coming off the bench, this team is dangerous. Italy, the big concern I have is uh, Spalaza, um, oh gosh, I'm, I'm forgetting his name, but in the back for Italy. Spinazzola, yep. 
Spinazzola, thank you. And, um, you know, him being out is a huge blow for the Italian defense. He, he is an absolute difference maker. I think that's where England could take advantage of it. But I still think it's going to be a tough match. I think the line is sitting at two. I don't particularly favor one side over the other. I think it's whichever team can minimize mistakes. Um, and that edge I give to the Italians, uh, they just always, in the big tournaments, they know how to play. I mean, when you look at these guys outside of the Brazilians, them and Germany are probably the two best teams in terms of what they're able to do at the international level in major tournaments. And this, that way I favor Italy. But playing at Wembley Sunday night at home, I, I'm telling you, Talk about a great day to be in London. You go to Wembley, you know, over there at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, dart over to Wembley. I mean, it's a heck of a day. And even for the Italians, right, Berrettini representing. Right. And then, of course, you've mm-hmm. got the Italians playing at night. So whether – and I was just talking to a friend of mine in Miami. So you, got, you mentioned that Brazil and Argentina, if you're down in South Florida, it is a huge game down there this weekend, not to mention in South America as well. So should be a lot of fun. By the way, I think that game is going to be fairly defensive. Uh, I don't remember what the total was sitting in that one, but uh, I like that one under. And I think in terms of the Euro Cup, give a slight edge to England being at home. But I'm with you, Wes. I think the draw might not be a bad bet here. You mentioned it there. The under is plus 140 if you want to go under uh, one and a half. Here's what they have them all. Uh, at BetMGM, the over juiced up a minus 200 here. So you're going to get some plus money back at plus 140 if you do like that under. Uh, yeah, you mentioned it with Italy, and that's what I was trying to get at. I was trying to get you guys to get me to take a Berrettini bet, but it doesn't sound like that's good money. So maybe this is the way to go here, Amal, some, some place here for Italy, Italy that you kind of like? Well, to me, the Italy-England matchup, I'm not touching this game. I can't wait to watch it, but I think it's a toss-up. I really do. If you bet one side or the other, you can make compelling arguments for both teams in terms of who's going to win this one. So I, I think it's right there in terms of this matchup. Uh, in terms of Berrettini, look, people will look at a number and say, oh, Berrettini because he's plus four, 450, whatever it is. And look, at the end of the day, there's a reason why it's always Rafa, Roger, and Novak. Who, If Novak wins this one, they'll have 60 combined Grand Slam titles. Think about that. For the last 15 Jeez. years, they've won every title. That doesn't even include Murray and Stan winning three, and, of course, Team and uh, Chilich winning one each. So just think about the dominance. Berrettini, give him credit. But remember, Roger's almost 40 years old. Rafa didn't play in this tournament. Daniel Medvedev hasn't been the same in the last year and a half. Uh, I, 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 would not, I would not take the plus price with uh, Berrettini. I don't think Mateo's going to be able to come through. Uh, very quickly, from a historical connotation, both you guys can weigh in. Is the debate over if Joker gets it done tomorrow? Does Even though he ties Roger, does, because he's done it on so many different surfaces, does he become the GOAT tomorrow with that win over Berrettini? For me, as of right now, it's still Roger Federer. He's the best player I've ever seen. But when it's all said and done, it will be no question, no back. He's got more French titles. He's been able to do it on more surfaces. He's got more Masters 1000s. He's just been the better player. And if he gets a single-season Grand Slam, to me, if he wins at Flushing Meadows along with that Wimbledon tomorrow, there's no discussion. I tend to agree. And he's very slightly Novak head-to-head. It's not lopsided against Roger or Rafa, but that's what still gives me the edge a little bit to Djokovic, and obviously he has a little bit more time. I'm with them all. When it's all said and done, he will be the GOAT of men's tennis. I hate to agree with you guys on that because I'm trying to hold out for Roger, but when he couldn't get through this year, I thought this might be the end of that GOAT debate. It looks like if Joker gets it done against Berrettini tomorrow, he will be the best of all time. Amal, really appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us here. Uh, much more to get to here on the Green Zone, right here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 